Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Zoom etiquette or video conferencing etiquette. Like allow the person to choose to turn on their camera and whatnot. I hear you, but I don't think anybody's getting on Zoom thinking it's not a video call. Uh, are you is, are you telling me that you do this? What was you're that? on Zoom calls like and you have your camera off and you're just nude? What was that dude that got uh, fired from yeah. the worker? <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, Was it CNN Tubin. or the New Yorker or both? Hey, what, yeah. what were they calling him? Lubin Tubin? <laughs> <laughs> that man, that man logged on and logged in on the Zoom call. <laughs> he was getting busy on there. And I'm not laughing because that's terrible. <laughs> that shit's kind of funny. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. And then you have to go on TV and explain what happened and apologize for it. But um, why don't- imagine go wait, wait, imagine going on CNN. Trying to explain that, like, yo, listen, got on the Zoom call, uh, got that feeling, and went to work. I, I'm not even. I, I thought they were a bit too harsh on him. You, you, so you don't think that he should have gotten fired for that? No. This, I'm so worried about your opinion on that, coupled with the fact that you. Want a little heads up when the cameras like I don't know if you understand that is funny, Tony. Come on, what now. what you're dealing with here? I no no no. What you need what to treat? I'm listen, I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. at least at least as it pertains to sports adjacent LLC, and this would be helpful advice to you in your other mm-hmm. endeavors too. Treat treat these like in person meetings yeah, when bro. you're on Zoom, okay? <laughs> so don't don't log on not wearing pants, Tony. No, that's that that is a good practice to have, but. No, 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 I'm no, doing. no, there's no, no but. No, 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 expand the conversation. This is what I do. Expand conversations. All right. Expand right to the HR office, too. <laughs> what I'm Hopefully doing that's the only thing is offering a bit of grace to people. He thought his camera was off. He thought he was in a private moment. It just no, so happened didn't. that he the camera wasn't off. In a private moment, would we be bashing him? No, no. Exactly. So he, to his to his thought, he thought he was in a private moment. But he said he said that Tony. But I don't know if he was. I think that might have been. Thought my man's. So so you thought my man's was like, all right, guys. Well, we're taking a you know fifteen minute break. All right, let me just whip it out. Like I don't think like who thinks that way. He had this job out here now. So many years. Come on. He had this position for so many years. He he thought today was going to be the day that he was going to. Do what he was gonna do. I don't believe that. That's Tony's not logical. Right. Tony's right about that part of it, but it's an accident that you can't allow to happen. Here's my thing, like, but I think two things can be right at the same time. I don't I think, think he purposely did that. I think you know how the hub works. You should know how Zoom works. That's this my was, argument. This was near the beginning of of Zoom conferencing, and he's an older gentleman. 
You know, this is no, no, I reject that. No, 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 I totally reject that. No, I know that Zoom is new, but video calls, FaceTime's been around for like 10 years. Right. Google Meet. Yeah. All that stuff. No. Skype. Zoom Zoom acts like they invented video conferencing and we're, and we're glad to have Zoom. You know, we're in business with Zoom. We use Zoom. (laughs) We have a subscription to do our thing here. And if they want to advertise, that'd be great. But Zoom, you didn't invent video conferencing. They didn't. But again, I don't think that was purposeful. That's not what a logical person would do when they have a job and a, a very fairly public job too. Like, don't I don't get, think he was out here. This is my thing though. You don't get to choose what offends me. So if you whipping your meat out on zoom offends me, <laughs> I'm going to HR. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's an accident. You can't have happen. I agree. Like, I, I don't, I think that's a but one major point of accident. But I'm not saying he shouldn't be punished for the accident. But it was an accident, so I don't he think he, should, and done, he wasn't fired. Ultimately, he wasn't fired. He just had to come on TV and and and, and apologize for it. I so do think that. I think that's a bigger punishment than like. I think having to go on TV and say, "Yo, I was I was going to work on Zoom." I do think that's more embarrassing. Therefore, I think that's an appropriate punishment. Yeah, shame should be the yeah, punishment, not, not anything. You know, taking away of his jobs and opportunities, like shame, should be the is the justified punishment. We spent way more time on this than we should have, and I can't believe I'm about to start the show by reminding you one more time, Tony. Do not get on a Zoom call unless you are fully dressed. Okay, treat it like that. Oh, Welcome so this to Sports is okay. Adjacent. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. Don't where we have sit, sit down, Tony. I don't know. <laughs> sit down. Nobody needs to see what pants options you had on. Because yeah, you know, I don't, I don't need the there, proof. For a second there, I was concerned because I'm HR at Sports Adjacent right. LLC. Yeah. So what, is, is this your new thing, Tony, that you want to derail every time I try to start the show? Uh, no, I just okay. like the, how we do the show, you know? We smooth yeah. a little bit. We get, get in the vibe, get lubed up. Lubed, okay. No, oh, no, we're not, 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 not no. getting <laughs> going. Jeez, what's See, that's why we don't let you start the show. You come in here talking about getting lubed up. Yeah, <laughs> no. We need to don't go to a fine... Either, Tony. <laughs> Russ and I have discussed a fine system for him, which is mostly just to... Um, make Russ feel a little better. I mean, I'm talking like nickels and dimes probably, but at least Russ, when, when Russ, Russ is usually the one that writes Tony's check. And if Russ could, instead of writing for the normal amount, write such and such amount and 43 cents, I think Russ would feel a little bit better about that. It'd be a small price to pay for his sanity, um, but it'd be well-deserved. So Tony, let me, let me start the show, please. Do you mind? Yeah, yeah. I think can I start my show? Can yeah, I start our show, up. mine and yeah, Russ's? Yeah. We're cooking with gas right now. Okay. You, you yeah. I need you to stop saying lubed up and doing that little body roll. Well, he said cooking with gas. <laughs> yeah. It was better that time. Welcome to Sports Adjacent, where we have a very strict policy about nudity on Zoom calls. And uh, Tony, you will be dismissed if you don't follow it. I'm Jason Leisure. My co-host, Russ Dorsey, coming to us live from Cincinnati, where he is covering the Cubs sad slog to the end of the season and our producer who, uh, you know, the definition of producer is someone that enhances the show. Uh, but Tony will do whatever he considers his job to be today on our show. Welcome. Good question. Am I the littest producer in sports content creation? Uh, I mean, I don't know who else is out there, mm-hmm. but, but from those that I know, I think you, you do, outstanding work and you push conversations forward maybe not in the way that I, we always want but what, what, you never compliments is he forward. fishing for here though he wants to he wants us to say that he's the the best content no no just just the latest just the latest the most lit yeah i want to uh, be the most lit how is that defined 
Um, at this this could be actually a segment. What does that mean? And I think there's no, I know what that word means, but I think there's a lot of, I think it covers a wide range. So how are you defining it in this case? Um, probably essentially what Russ was saying, just, you know, push cards. All he did was repeat it back to you. Okay. Yeah. No conversations for it. And, you know, in, in this, uncomfortable is, this is like, if I uh, was asking my wife, if I'm more attractive than movie stars, no, I don't, I don't think you're the littest sports uh, producer in the entire country. Oh, man. Do you really come in here thinking that of yourself? Yeah. You, don't you, you got should, to? I, I agree that you should. I like. Okay. I think you think that you're the best at what you do, and have you that. should think that even if uh, we don't. No, I agree with it. I agree with <laughs> okay. that. All right. Okay. Wait. I'll ask Tony this: in the battle of the gills mm-hmm. between you and our our good friend, friend of the show, Billy Gill, mm-hmm. who's more lit? Ooh, I think I think I'm more lit. I think Billy plays it super safe on everything. Um, I'm I'm here to be the litest. I don't. Oh, think, I get it I now. So Gil. lit means lit means wild and completely irresponsible, with no thought to consequences of any kind. Well, then yes, you are. And on that note, I'd like to thank Obvious Shirts, our sponsor. You can get over there and get some sports adjacent merch. Our t-shirt t-shirt collection is over there. They've got lots of Bears, Cubs, all kinds of stuff on there too. And I always want to remind you that you can get ten percent off your entire order by using promo code adjacent 10 and they already have free shipping. So 10% off plus free shipping, pretty good deal over there at obvious shirts for us. I want to ask you guys since the last time I've saw, how have you guys been Tony? I, Tony, I heard your girlfriend's voice for the first time mm-hmm. uh, on a recent podcast that you did. And would it offend you if I said your girlfriend sounded fine on the podcast? <laughs> so I want to congratulate you on that. Was this was this was this recent or was this like because I had a, a, my ex girlfriend on a podcast? No, no, no. This was the one that came out like uh, over the weekend. Oh, okay, okay. You and uh, Ronzi and Roki, which you can okay, also yeah. get on uh, the House of L Network. Yeah. Um, young Steph, I definitely heard Young Steph's voice. I'm like, all right, Tony, I see you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tony, did you try to call that podcast like how to be best friends or how to be a better friend or something? Yeah, it's it's how to be a better friend. No, that's not the name. No, of it. I know. Not, I know that was rejected. That's what I wanted is, to call. Yeah. I know that Lawrence specifically told you, you guys you could not call it that. How did you come up with such a bad name? Somebody that creates podcasts for a living and understands this medium better than, you know, the, the littest podcast producer mm-hmm. in the country, as you think of yourself. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with something that is almost a complete sentence for the title of your show. Well, it's uh, it's multi-layered there, Jason. Um, see, what we, what we try to do in the creative arts is give people multiple things to feast on. And the How to Be the Better Friend podcast, as I like to call it, is it. a layered piece, Jason. Um, it's a long name for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's extremely long to annoy the audience, obviously. Um, oh, always then, a good goal. Always a good ambition uh, when you're uh, trying to market something to people mm-hmm. is to uh, irritate the heck out of them mm-hmm. while doing so. And it's layered because as you hear our conversations amongst our friend group, you will learn how to be a better friend through our friendship. Are there instructions on the show of how to be a better friend? Or you guys just hang out on there and then that's what you call it, how to be a better friend? Yeah, we just hang out and then okay. hopefully right. you can get the vibes on how to be a better friend. But we Run have we have questions. We have questions we ask each other, you know, in terms of like, 
oh, I wonder what this makes me a good friend or me doing this makes me a good friend. So ultimately you will learn. It comes out sporadically every weekend, sporadically. So just look for that on your House of L feed. Shout out to uh, my guy, Chris Ferranzi and uh, Melissa Rakaitis. So we've never, I've never met uh, Roki before, but she's funny. Um, so that, that's how, yeah, that's how Tony's week went, you know, swell. Tony was on the, uh, the internet, you know, doing what Tony does. So I always know Tony's in a good headspace when I see him. Who runs that show, by the way, Tony, Who, who's in charge of that show? Um, I think it's Chris Ranji. Okay. But and how does, yeah. how does he handle all of the things that you do here that Russ and I tell you, you can't do, or do you just like, exactly like just, what was that? He does it exactly like us. Like, what are you okay. thinking right now? So you're <laughs> constantly hearing on that from someone else is constantly telling you that you can't be doing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just add them um, to the list of people that are wrong. Huh, Tom? Yeah. I just I, look, you're going to get Tony wherever, you know, you're just going to, you're just going to have a deal with it. Like, I mean, if you're my friend, you will understand who I am and how I am. And then you just adjust and then everything's fine. I liked that as your friend, I didn't like it so much once it became part of our business. Anyway, Russ, to your question, I've had uh, a very mixed week. It's an interesting scenario for me where I am just absolutely loaded with work. I have so much to do right now. Daily coverage of the Bears. Plus, we have to get all this stuff done for the season preview. Meanwhile, my wife and daughters are on vacation in California at the beach. And normally I like that because not that I want to get away from them. I love them. And that's really what I do most of the time is hang out with them. But I also don't mind three to five days of the house to myself Mm -hmm. with nothing to do that. It's quiet. It's great. But I'm having to spend all that time on work right now, which is just as well because it makes it easier to get the work done. Um, While they are at the incredible Hotel Dell in Coronado, California, a resort, like one of the nicest resorts in the country. I'm here just working 16 hours a day and taking care of the two dogs by myself. And so the dogs are kind of at a resort uh, right now, provided by me, because taking care of the dogs basically means I work for the dogs. Like I got to feed them. I got to give them activities like exercise and throw a tennis ball and, you know, clean up after them uh, outside. And like our, one of our dogs, whenever she wants to go outside, she just goes and stands by the door and barks and stares at me just like, you know, open the door, dumbass. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not really a dog person. And that's always confusing to people when they hear that I, I have two dogs, but I'm not really a dog person um, because I didn't I'm not the one that got these dogs. So uh, I am here with the house to myself, except for the fact that I am. Uh, working two jobs between covering the bears and taking care of these dogs. That's a, uh, that's a a, a long week. Are you a cat person, Jason? No, I I prefer my animals to be at the zoo or in the wild. I don't need animals living in my house. I'm with Jason, man. Yeah. Russ is either allergic to dogs or claims that he is. And either one is fine. I'm actually allergic. It's it's totally fine. Uh, I am allergic to cats but I would probably tell people I was, even if I wasn't just to avoid being around cats. Mm. Um, How's your week, Russ? 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's been a rough one. Um, I have had an interesting week. Um, you lost somebody from the harem? What'd you say? I said you lost somebody from the harem? J- Tony, stop. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Uh, some travel here and there. Uh, just one of those weeks where it's just that things just don't go your way. Yeah. And uh, I found myself, you know, you get angry sometimes at just a situation out of your control. I had one of those moments and I can't say what it was, but several times throughout Jason and I are uh, my friendship. Jason has to like calm me down and it doesn't happen often. But this weekend was one of those weekends where I just sent him a, a text message that said, dude, dot, dot, dot. And then I go off for like four straight messages and then he calls me. Yeah. And it was so bad that I hate being the person. I hate the person at the airport that like talks on the phone in the line at TSA. Yep. But I turned into that guy because I was that mad. I was so mad that I was yelling in the phone, not at Jason, but with yeah, me. about something else. Right. And then said, hey, bro, give me 45 seconds while I put my phone through the uh, machine to scan it <laughs> and then came back and then went off again. So it was a uh, it was an interesting week. I'm the uh, I'm the Jack Haley to your Dennis Rodman. Are uh, you guys too young to get that reference? No, I, no, I, I got it. I got it. Thank you. Um, Jack Haley was a, a guy who, for those of you who don't know, this is like 25 years ago. And I can't remember how much they covered this on the last dance. Uh, Jack Haley, unfortunately, no longer with us. He died in 2015. Uh, otherwise, I'm sure he would have been really an, a very interesting guy to talk to about the last dance. Um, but he was a guy who, who barely ever played. And, but his job was basically there. Everybody kind of thought his job and he was, he always bristled at this. Everybody kind of thought his job was to calm down Dennis Rodman Mm. when Rodman would get a little too uh, Rodman-y. I, I wanted to, you know, talking about this, you being the Jack Haley to my Dennis Rodman, I want you to describe for for the fine folks out there, like, what is it like when I get in a situation and as Jason who loves his dogs, just had to get up because I <laughs> started barking and I know he's extremely uh, pissed off right now. Um, but on that note, Jason, tell, tell the fine folks out there what it's like when I get in one of those situations where you have to calm me down. Russ, people like you need friends like me and, <laughs> and vice versa and vice versa, by the way, because I am very level. I usually can take, emotion out of a situation and just look at the concrete facts of what needs to happen here, what did happen, whatever, you know, like we go through some highs and lows since we've gone through some highs and lows since we've started this business, there's been some, some days and some, uh, some days where it was more of a struggle. And you are someone I think that kind of rides those waves way up when things are good and kind of get a little down when things are, not so good. And I just kind of like really cut through all that. Um, but, and so I, I mean, I think in a way our friendship makes a lot of sense business wise and personally, because I level you out a lot of times, but there's also a lot of times where your excitement about something, usually in a positive way, gets me very excited about something kind of like, you know, stirs up something in me that gets me 
going a little bit. So those, you know, those, those are compatible personalities. I've had this role in other friendships. Uh, that wouldn't surprise you. I, the, when I think of Jack Haley and Dennis Rodman, I think back to my 12 year old little league team and <laughs> I was on the Padres. Did you guys have um, teams like that? Were you playing for like, you know, major league knockoff teams or were you playing for like uh, Gills bail bonds or whatever? No, major league knockoff team. Okay. I, I couldn't afford baseball. So <laughs> thank you, Tony. Um couldn't afford baseball. <laughs> it's okay. an expensive sport. I'll I'll give him that. But yes. And it's not uh, hockey or golf, okay. but okay. What what teams did you play on, Russ? Uh the White Sox, the Cubs, yeah. the Red Sox, the A's. Uh that's it. Like seems like uh, MLB should have been suing you little jerks for copyright infringement. You suing? You said we're going to sue kids now for. Hey, don't steal. That's a, that's a lesson kids need to learn too. Thank you. Used thank to get the hats and everything, but we had uh, on our twelve year old team. We had this guy, Eric Sauer, who was awesome. I mean, this guy went on to be a very good high school athlete, good at football, basketball, baseball, everything. Just great athlete, great athlete, but uh, extremely hot headed. Yeah. Like man, if he got a call third strike, like God bless that fourteen year old umpire for whatever was coming his way. And big part of my friendship with him was kind of keeping him out of whatever was coming in those scenarios. And then we had, uh, when I was in college, we had an intramural basketball team. And by the time you've hit that point, like you, you're still, you don't have actual competitive sports to play mm. in college, unless you're a D one athlete. And, and, but you also aren't at that phase. Like I'm at now at 37, where if I played in a rec league basketball uh, league, I would, I would understand it's just a game. So you're kind of caught in between you're taking intramural basketball way too seriously. And, uh, I had this friend who was completely nuts in, in many ways. And his name was case fittingly, uh, because he was a head case and case had been thrown out of the intramural league because of too many confrontations with officials. And the officials are other college kids, by the way, these are your classmates. These are not professional referees. Right. Uh, it's too bad because Case was very good. We needed him. He was kind of a, he was kind of a big guy, kind of could play low in the post and do a lot of things that, uh, that I can't do. And I go to the head of the intramurals and I'm like, hey, Case is a good guy, blah, blah, which isn't true uh, in that regard. Like he didn't mean to do this, which isn't true. He, he is a good guy, but he, uh, this, what, he, what he got in trouble for is something that completely fits what he would do. Um, and I talk him into like, okay, if Case writes an apology, will you let him back in for intramurals so he can, you know, play with us in the playoffs? And the guy, the guy agrees, and I'm sure he regretted that almost immediately uh, because Case was completely unwilling to write an apology. I had to write that and uh, sign his name to it, and they said, okay, Case can play. First game back, about five minutes into the game, uh, I'm running down the court. And I turn around looking for Case, and there he is at the complete other end of the court with the referee, whom he has grabbed by the shirt collar with both hands. What? So that was it for Case. Yeah, that. See, I, don't, I want people out there to know that's not where my level of anger taking. <laughs> yeah, I've had crazier friends. Is the point? <laughs> so, um, so kind of you know leveling you out is uh, you know. That's I, that's that's in my capacity. I got that. I was gonna say like, I don't get angry often, right? So if if something gets me up like mad, 
it has to be like almost pretty, you know, pretty serious. And I'm, as Jason has found out, because I tell him this over the phone, mm-hmm. I'm a big respect person, right? Just, just the way you talk to me is very important. Like, I don't talk to people any type of way, because I don't think you should talk to human beings any type of way. Well, and yes. I don't think people should talk to me any type of way. So when I have a situation where somebody does talk to me any type of way, that's when I get mad. Um, and so that was my weekend, was Jason calm be, calming me down and saying like, hey man, like, look, it's over, whatever, let's move on, tomorrow's another day, et cetera. And it worked for about 30 minutes. <laughs> some of that comes with age though, man. Like some of it, you just can't, and I'm sure that somebody who is 57 or 67 could tell me the same thing at 37 that you can't, there's no way to have perspective on things until you are just, until you gain that through age. Like you can learn from other people's decisions. You can be extremely smart, but perspective is a hard thing to have until you have like just earned that through the process of life. So when you're your age and you have a bad week, that feels like forever. But when you're 37 and you have a bad week, it's just a week. I mean, there's so many weeks. If you have a bad month, that's not really a long time. It feels like a long time when you're in it, but it really isn't in the big picture. We, we should change the name of this podcast to Therapy with Jason Leisure. Yeah, or how about uh, How to Be a Better Friend? <laughs> Our opening segment there got a little serious and that's okay. We can do that sometimes, but I, th- I feel like we need to, well, I feel like it's a good time to punch things up with something a little more fun. Oh, that, that's fair. fair. I mean, it's always a good time to do that, but I, I want to talk about celebrity sightings and I find this fascinating seeing celebrities do stuff like, like, just like us, just like us normals. And sometimes you see like people magazine, it's, it, there'll be a picture of uh Reese Witherspoon walking out of Starbucks and it's like, she's just like us celebrities doing normal people things. So I thought if we could go through and this can't be like, like this can't be something assignment related. Right. Like I was assigned at one point to go interview Snoop Dogg. I can't put that on the list, but if I saw Snoop Dogg, uh, you know, ahead of me in line at target. Now, there you go. Now we got something I'm interested in. So let's go through these. Let's see. Let's each come up with five celebrity sightings. And I want you to give them to me from, you know, like least interesting to most. So you, so it, we, cause we're all, we all covered sports. So it can't be somewhere where we were for work. So like you covered LeBron. So obviously LeBron can't be on yeah, your list. Right. And Tony can't say like <laughs> Jim Boyler. His guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say like Mike Trout or somebody like that. Got right. It. Yes. Thank okay. you. Yes. All I, I've so anyway, glad you mentioned Tony, Jim Boylan. Jim Tony Boylan cracks me up, man. Tony celebrity being Jim Boylan is, is hilarious. Cause I know he loves Jim Boylan and I know Jim Boylan loves Tony. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag yes. thanks Tone. That is my favorite thing of the, in fact, it's the only thing I liked at all about the Jim Boylan era, Russ, was the time he signed off a press conference with like a wink and a finger gun saying, thanks, Tone. Goes in the playoffs or is it switched to kind of developing 
Change my goals. No, we're gonna we're gonna keep trying to fight for the playoffs. That's what I said, day one. We're gonna keep doing that, and develop, and teach, and coach. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> no, no. Did he click his teeth when he did it too? Did he go? Don't don't tell me. Click. His or was it just thanks, Tone? What did I he think, say? I think it was just the thanks, Tone. I love it. I love it. He loved Jim, you. Jim Boylan made me a celebrity locally. So I, I appreciate Jim. All right. All right. No, that yeah, isn't all right. true. We're done. No. We're done with my God. Go ahead, Jason. Not true. Talking about made him a celebrity. All right, Tony, why don't you go first? All right, um, I'm going to start with the the least interesting one and one that I've okay. already brought up. Uh, number five. Chris, number five, Cristiano Felicio, uh, who my family yes. came in contact with at a hotel during the holiday season, uh, who saw us look at him and asked, did we want an autograph? And we politely declined. That story is sadder than his stat line. <laughs> All right, number four. All right. Uh, oh, we're not doing five, five, five. We're, we're going straight down the list. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. I'm just going to have you run down your list. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, number four, Lala Anthony. Yeah. Um, so I saw Lala. I got Russ's attention. At yeah. a, at a, okay. at a Wolves game. She was sitting right next to me um, in the press room uh, after – the Blazers played the Bulls. Um, and I knew this well, Carmelo was, was with Portland. I was right. wondering if this was during the six hours that Carmelo was a bull. Oh, no, 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 no. This okay. is this is when he was with Portland. All right. Um, and I, I don't think there was anything special about it. I think this was just a. Stop, stop. This is like a this is a repeat offense for you. Yeah. Come on, so what's you number three, you Tony? Something out there. Now you have to bleep that out because it's not true. It's a rumor. Number well, three. No, it's Tony. true. Like, number three, Tony. Number three. Number three. Uh, um, the next one is Bob Love. Jeez, man. Hey, I've been He was running for political office and he went to my church, but I'm like, nobody's gonna vote for this guy. Right. Okay. All right. Number two. <laughs> uh, number two, the cast of Arrow. I pulled up to my local Portillo's, and there they are, all the major characters of the show Arrow um, in line because Comic-Con was that week, and they just pulled up to the Portillo's. What is that? Arrow, the show? Yeah, I've never heard the of it. show on the CW. CW, Green Arrow. No, no, you saying the name of it over and over again doesn't help me know what it is. What <laughs> okay, it? well, I can't, I can't go into further detail. Right. No, right. That'll be a segment for another day. Go ahead. Uh, and number one, Dan Gilbert. <laughs> That's your number one? Yes, that is my number one. Oh. Um, because I felt closer to him in that brief interaction than anybody else on my list. Uh, because I peed next to him. Wait, cat, wait, hold on, hold on. The Cavs owner? Yes. Oh, was it in the bathroom at least? Yes, it was just me okay, and him. All right. Uh, it was during the draft lottery in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and it was just me and him in there. And uh, I said, what's up? And he said, what's up? How are you doing? And uh, hey, we peed I, next to each other in uh, silence. I, I thought you were coming with some heavy hitters and you talking about some Dan Gilbert because you peed uh, next to him. Now, were you talking to him? I peed while next to a billionaire. Were... What do you? What do you, Hey, have you peed next to a billionaire? 
I mean, I've peed. Next Actually, up, one, you know? one of mine is close to that. Uh, were you talking to him while you guys were both peeing? Uh, did I say what's up? No, 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 no. Um, he okay. was wrapping up. I was just getting started. So in that brief space, I said, what's up? What, what hand motion are you making during this? What? Just, the, that, you know, just the two things passing by each other. We're like 10 minutes into the show and you've done so many things that have disturbed me on the video. I, We're actually almost 40 minutes into the show, but it's cool. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Russ. Um, I, I So, yeah, my number five, I, I'm going to get R. Kelly out the way because I- Yeah, how many of these are R. Kelly related? Because we've covered just, a lot of your, your crisscrossing with R. Kelly. Just, over just one. I mean, as, as the city of Chicago knows, he, he's been out here. Um, R. Kelly, number five on the list. Uh, let's see how many. One, two, three, four. I got six. So he, okay, that's fine. I guess he's the honorable or dishonorable mention on the list. Yes. Um, Charles Barkley. Well, you got to tell me what well, we. I mean, R. Kelly was at Cracker Barrel, right? Yeah. Okay. And also yeah. driving down the street in his uh, his Ferrari. Um, so, so yeah, for those for those who uh, don't remember the episode where we covered this. You were eating dinner with your eating breakfast with your family at Cracker Barrel. Correct. And there was an argument between you and your mom over whether or not it was R. Kelly. Correct. Yeah. And then I turn around and find out that R. Kelly is also sitting about 10 feet away from us. Your mom was correct. She she that she usually is. She usually yeah. is. Yeah. All right. Um, number five, Charles Barkley. Um, uh, we were at the NABJ conference in 2017. Um and we were walking like side by side and I look up, well, oh, that's Charles Barkley. Um, number four, D-Rose. I saw D-Rose just honestly walking down the street in the city. So anytime you see D-Rose, it's a celebrity sighting. Just walking around, huh? Just walking around. Okay. Um, let's see, what order do I want to do these in? Here, I'll swap four and three. Number four, CC Sabathia. Um, we were at an event. I wasn't covering it. And CC one, uh, CC Sabathia was in attendance. Very nice dude. Um, so he's four, D Rose is three. Okay. Number two, one Gabrielle Union. Oh. This is I got a the hey, story behind. So I was on assignment for this, but since I wasn't covering her, I, it, it worked. So Tony will probably remember this because he was there. Dwayne Wade's last game in Chicago mm -hmm. was 2019. And the Heat were, I think he played really well that game. I think he almost had a triple-double. And uh, go into the, he has his, his press conference separately in like the little media room. And... I'm I'm dressed very well that day. Like I never wear a suit to like cover something, but mm -hmm. I was like, I'm in the building today. I feel like I need to had a suit on. Look full good. suit. Full suit. Look good. Okay. Smell right. good. And uh as we're having the press conference, I feel this presence behind me. And I didn't know who it was or what it was, but I'm like, something's changed here. <laughs> and so uh I, I like I asked D Wade my question. He gives me a really good thorough answer. And I'm just like, yeah, I did that. And I don't even cover basketball. And uh 
I do happen to turn around to kind of see like who's behind me. And I see one gorgeous woman by the name of Gabrielle Union. And the best part about this story for me anyway, is that the one time I've ever been in the same room as Gabrielle Union, Mm -hmm. I not only asked a great question and got a great answer, but I looked and smelled great in front of Gabrielle Union. So in okay. her mind, I don't know if she knew who I was. She probably does. But it's just like, <laughs> whoever that guy is, he looks and smells great. That's great. And She's delightful. We should get her. We should try to get her on the podcast. Do you know her like that? Where is she I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know her like that. <laughs> but we could send a message or something. You covered Dwayne for a long time. You think we could D-Wade on here? Well, we already tried and uh, didn't get any response on that. So it's not promising. All right. That's cool. That's cool. As much as uh, he's probably got a little more free time now that he's retired from basketball, though, he does seem to be hosting everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Uh, I don't think he's waiting around for us to invite him on a Zoom call with uh, you, me, and Tony. Fair. Fair. Number one. Nor is his wife, by the way. (laughs) Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh. I was down in Dallas during college and I was at a Starbucks uh, chilling with some friends and one Bishop T.D. Jakes walks in and I'm just like, that is T.D. Jakes. So that's my list. There you go. Not bad. Uh, Number five, I saw Chris Bosch, which is not that interesting because I covered him, but it is interesting because it was at a P.F. Chang's in Indianapolis. (laughs) Okay. See, that's what I like about these. Uh, number four, I saw TV dog trainer, Caesar Milan. Do you know who that is? Tony probably knows who it is. I do. Saw him at JFK mm. with, uh, walking around with two dogs at the airport, big dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on an elevator. These are separate instances. So I kind of combined these into one for number three. I've been on an elevator with Bill Murray and Drake. Ooh. Not, not at the same time. But uh, I feel like it's every Chicagoan's birthright to have some kind of interaction with Bill Murray. Um, I was at the, you don't like Bill Murray. How do you not like Bill Murray? Everybody likes Uh, Bill Murray. I like Bill Murray. Come on. But I'm going to refrain. Russ. I kind of agree. What's wrong with Bill Murray? I think it's too much at times. And I feel like he's putting on. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the most disheartening thing you've ever said on here. And it's a long list. Um, I was in an elevator at the 2012 NBA all-star game. I think it was in Orlando, whichever one was in Orlando. That was the one. And I was in an elevator with Alex Rodriguez and just not, not, we weren't like hanging out. Uh, But I, anytime I'm in these situations, I like to try to like kind of sneak a photo with my phone. I've gotten really good at these creeper pics. And then I send it to my brother and it just like entertains him to no end. And so I send him this picture that I kind of like discreetly snapped of Alex Rodriguez in the elevator. And my brother points out that the person standing behind Alex Rodriguez is Drake. That's a good story. My question was, who is that? Of course. I, I did not know. I don't, how big was Drake in 2012? Probably pretty big. He was still pretty big. Like, still one of the biggest got, superstars in the world at that time. He got artists of the decade recently. I know, I know he's big now. I know he's big now. But I'm asking, had he made it at that point? 
Yeah. Like, okay. So that's on. Okay, he wasn't as big as he is now, but he was still a pretty big superstar back then. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That adds up for me. Uh, I once exited a porta potty, and the face standing there waiting to use it next was Tiger Woods. Mm, that's got to be the best one so far. Yeah, that has to be. I don't know who your number one is, but if that's not it, then you yeah. have to with a heavy hit. Now, now that was on that was on a golf course when I was assigned covering the golf tournament, but I, it was totally by random chance that I happened it to be. And, and really, under any circumstances, I don't need to put any qualifiers on. You open the door of this dark porta potty and you walk out into the sunlight, and there's Tiger Woods standing there, face to face, waiting to use it next. Uh, and my number one is Clinton Portis. You guys remember him, the running back? Yeah. So I I went to career day at my daughter's school in Miami when she was in kindergarten. And uh, that was fun, by the way, to be there as a guy who writes for a newspaper, because you could guess how many of those kids even knew what a newspaper was. Um, When I was in the class and I... I'm assuming. What? Just your kids, I'm assuming. Just my kids. And my kids, yeah, my kids, uh, there's a video of my older daughter grace going on a rant about you know well let's not get into that but anyway <laughs> i walk into this room full of kindergartners and i say do you, do you guys anybody of you know uh what a newspaper is and one girl raises her hand shoots her hand up and goes yeah my grandpa reads that <laughs> i hope your grandpa lives forever uh, but anyway we're sitting in the library all the parents all the dads and moms that came in for career day i'm sitting there with uh this guy and i start you know just making small talk with him. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, what are you here to do? What's your job? And most of these people here are doing cool jobs. Like I'm there to talk about covering the Miami dolphins. And, uh, I might walk into the building. There's like, you know, uh, a SWAT truck and a fire truck and somebody came there in a helicopter. Like, uh, damn, I, I'm walking in like, yeah, I'm the real hero here. Because we're seat, we're just seated next to each other while we're waiting for all this to start. And I'm like, well, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I work in media. And I'm like, oh, really? And so we start talking and he's like, yeah, I, I do radio. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you mean? What kind of, where do you do it? And what kind of radio do you, he, he ends up telling me he does uh broadcast for the Washington and, you know, through like 25 questions, about 23 more questions than it should have taken. I realized this is Clinton Portis, the former NFL running back. Should we put redacted? Over uh, the Washington football team's name in that? Did, oh, did I say the name? You did. Yes, bleep it out, please. That's out of habit. This just got awkward. Fun segment. Tony has a segment? Yeah. That he, it's his? Well, we always have some Tony Gill related segments. People love Tony Gill. You can buy that shirt, actually. What does it say? Everyone loves Tony Gill or everybody loves Tony Gill? Everybody loves Tony Gill. Everybody loves Tony Gill. You can buy that at Obvious Shirts and you can get 10% off. We did that more for marketing purposes than like reality. (laughs) Okay. Promo code adjacent10 will get you 10% off that. A lot of people, maybe that's what it should say. A lot of people love Tony Gill or a lot of people like Tony Gill. But Russ, guess what? It's time for another journey. Inside the mind of Tony Gill. I thought we ended this last week. Now it's time to enter the mind of Tony Gill. I'm a bit more complicated than that. 
The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. Tony's mind is an enigma, that's true. Russ, do you have any fears? Are there things you're afraid of, like scorpions, for example? I know we don't have that here, but what what scares you, Russ? What are you afraid uh, of? I'm not a big clowns guy. Okay, afraid of clowns. I didn't say afraid, I'm just not a big fan. <laughs> and I think that's code for being afraid of them. I'm afraid of uh, never earning my father's approval. Anyway, Tony, has a fear that comes up every time he goes to a baseball game. Was there something? This is the time for you to tell people what it Um, is, Tony. This is the segment. Yeah. um, Lights, camera, action, buddy. Every every time I go to a baseball game, like I wonder why everybody was so angry that there are nets along the lines all the way down Mm -hmm. because it's the safest thing ever. Like, you prefer it. I prefer it. Who, like, foul balls and home run balls, they're just they're just not my thing. Like, I don't want them around me. I don't want to catch one. Like, it's really no reason why I would ever want one, um, unless it was, like, obviously worth a lot of money. It was, like, you know, like Miguel Cabrera. He's about to hit, what, 500 soon? 500 home runs? Like, yeah. if it was monetary value connected to it then i'll be like fine but yeah i am not fond of any flying projectile at that high rate of speed coming towards me whatsoever the interesting thing about you saying that is i was literally having this conversation last night with somebody that i'm in the press box and i'm just like man you remember that two weeks where people complained about having nets at ballparks and you haven't heard about it since and then you don't have that hmm nobody's died in a long time Mm-hmm. Right. You no. Know? But yeah, I, I I can understand that. Of of all the things that you talk about on here, that might be the most rational explanation I've ever heard you give. Well, I've been to a couple baseball games with Tony this season, and there is like a visible kind of shrink from him when a ball goes into the stands. It, it, you seem legitimately afraid of these situations. What would you do if one landed? kind of in the in the row next to you, like in a couple of seats next to you. Oh, I would just like, I would move out the way. And, and another thing too, it's on top of the flying hard projectile that's coming towards me at a high rate of speed. There's also the weirdly excitement from adults to push and knock each other over for this random projectile that they can buy at any store that yeah. they please. Yeah, you're going to break a rib trying to get this. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, I am not going to injure myself pushing people over, knocking people over for something that has, unless, again, it's like somebody's milestone home run or whatever, or a record, yeah. has no monetary value whatsoever. Nobody's going to pay you a lot of money for a foul ball. It's just a ball that just so happened to be at a ballpark that was hit by a major league person who might not even be that good. And people just like, just push themselves over. Like it's crazy seeing adults act that way. And it's like, come on, it's not that serious. It's really not that serious. And I, I, it's one of those moments where you just look at the raw human reaction to things they think is valuable 
and how they treat the rest of the people is just overall disgusting in my opinion. Oh, they'll trample a child to get that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's that was my thing. It's like they be pushing kids, adult grown adults be pushing kids out the way. Yeah, uh, for foul balls, and I'm just like, all right, you should not be allowed back in ballparks. Now, Tony, if you did get a foul ball somehow, let's just say, let's just say it bounced a couple of times and it like landed in your drink. So this thing came to you. No, there's no, there's none, none of the things that you fear about this situation. Uh, what are you doing with that ball? Are you giving it to a child? Because it seems to be that proper etiquette at games is if one of these adults does get the ball, you hand it to the nearest child. See, here's where uh, the petty Tony comes comes through here. Um, so is there a different version of Tony besides the petty Tony? <laughs> so um, if if I'm at like the home home team and let's say I, I, I just happen to stumble across a home run by the, the away team, I guess the tradition is to throw it back. Only at Wrigley. Oh, okay. Well, if I was there, I'm definitely keeping it. Of course. Um, yes. just They'll boo you. Angry. Everybody there will boo you, I think, if you don't throw it Man, back. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and if it's a uh, a foul ball, I'll just throw it back. You would throw back a foul ball? You yeah. get you get thrown out of the ballpark yeah. throwing things outside of Wrigley Field, dude. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, the throwing back day. a home run ball, you get thrown out? Yeah. If you throw really? back a foul ball, you're almost certainly getting thrown out. Yeah, if you throw back a home run ball at any other ballpark besides Wrigley Field, you, you're getting thrown out. Oh. Why would you throw back? Why would you throw it back? Why wouldn't you just hand it to a kid? You could give it to a five-year-old kid somewhere in your section, and it would be like the happiest day of his life, and you're going to throw it back and get yourself arrested. Uh, I mean, I didn't know the arrested part was a thing. Okay, even still, let's take that out of it. Why, why wouldn't you just hand it to a child and make that kid's day? I don't know that kid. That kid could be a jerk. All right. I don't well, know the moral oh, oh, the values of that kid. The kid could be a jerk. Yeah, that's a very high possibility. <laughs> like he could have, he could have just came home from right. to this game from school after beating up a kid. Here I am, like that. And I gotta give gift him something to make his day better. No, screw that kid. Tony, you didn't give me five minutes after my you had a rational thought compliment, and then you just just go off the rails. He makes a fair point, Russ. Maybe that maybe handing that kid a ball would only further his entitlement. Did you happen to see, by the way, the uh, fight that broke out at that? I think it was a Rams Chargers game in LA. Talk about it. Yes, that was incredible. And, and there's there's so much video. Like, thank God for 2021 and iPhones. All of the people that worked so hard to create the internet and cell phones and all this technology. And we are using it for what it is meant for. We are using it for the important things in life, like getting Russ multiple camera angles on this fight in LA. The the best part is the lady that ignited all yes. the fights. She was just like, all right, how, you can see her face. She's like, all right, how do we get this fight? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, all right, I got this full, yes. full thing of Pepsi. Let me toss this joint real quick. And yes. then she just start swinging. And yes. it's hilarious, but also like you, you can't let that lady back in the stadium, right? Like she her face the was riot. amazing. Have you seen, you know, have you seen this famous meme of there's like a little six year old girl and she's just smiling while a house is burning down behind her. That's mm-hmm. her. That, that lady had that look on her face. And the first angle I saw was from behind the fight, mm-hmm. like from up top. So I didn't see who threw the drink. I thought one of the guys in the middle of the fight threw the drink. And then this guy that got the drink thrown at him, just basically like a bear, just swings across the entire row at everybody all at once. But then I came across this other camera angle and it's this woman lobbing a a full Pepsi into the middle of this thing, like a grenade. 
and then smiling and walking away. <laughs> but, no, it, it's, it, but it's like, it's the turnaround. Like she's up there, she's yelling with everybody else. And then like, she has this moment where she like turns around and you see her yes. mom. Yo, how can we really get? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She goes right. looking for something what, what and it's a Pepsi. And she's like, what, 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 can, what can I throw? What can I throw? What can I throw? Pepsi. Boom. And then all hell breaks loose. I like the Three Stooges swing where he just slapped, like, got through on all three of them. I, I like yeah, that. I don't part. know who threw it, but I'm hitting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Uh, yep. so that was cool. Um, also, his friend just pushing him into the jumping afterwards was also funny because he's going to look back at that and be like, dude, you pushed me into that. Like, what, yeah. what was going on? He's like, hey, yeah. man. I, everything was happening very- all at once. It's you know, an extremely inconvenient place to have a brawl because of all the seating and, mm-hmm. you know, innocent bystanders and children that are going to catch some of this. Mm-hmm. But the seating and the elevation difference, I, I don't know. Do you want to be do you want to be on a higher row or a lower row? I mean, what's better? And I, normally you think you want to be coming downhill, but then th- that means usually there's a bigger chance you're going to fall forward into all this. Mm-hmm. Once that guy goes down, it, he when he and he did mm-hmm. once he went down, it was over for him. Yeah, I mean, it was just a free for all. It was a buffet of people just a hammering him. Of hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you guys been to a store and or restaurant over the last six months? There's a there's a common theme among them. I want you. I want. I didn't want to know if you guys know what it is. They're all hiring. Exactly right. And it's not it's not just small stores. It's not just mom and pops. It's like big chains like Walmart, and yeah. Target and restaurants and, 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 you know, Whole Foods. Like all these different places are hiring. Hotels. Don't, have you found yeah. it at the hotels you've been staying at? Because I have. When I've been on the road for the past year, hotels are short staffed. Nobody has yeah. enough people to work right now. There's they're the they don't have a, a lot of people do the housekeeping like they're short staffed on that. So they're not doing it every day. Um, so, yeah, you notice that a lot. And. Like you said, like they're op- the hours are sh- cut short. I've seen that in like places like Starbucks or Panda yep. Express. They're not opening up the inside because they can't staff it, uh, and so wait times are longer. I made a online order at a Chicago staple, uh, a restaurant over the weekend. I'm not gonna say their name because they don't pay for advertising on here, but uh, you can probably guess what it was. It, it's the place that Tony and I went a couple weeks ago. Why don't you just say the name and then send them an invoice? So we went to Portillo's and <laughs> they, they, they'll have to send us the, the check. Um, and they said, all right, it's going to be ready. 5.55. And I get in there 5.55 and there's a line of 25 people. I kid you not. And it took me 55 minutes to get my food. Yeah. And Jason, you know how I feel about treating people in the service industry. Like there's nothing that they can do about that because they right. didn't choose to not hire right. enough staff and, Right. He didn't choose to be understaffed that day. And there was a guy who was behind me that was just, you know, yelling, what the F is going on? You guys should be ashamed of yourself. Get the manager out here. And he wasn't wrong because a manager should have to answer for that. Like, and, but I mean, directing the anger towards the person making minimum wage who didn't make schedules and does not hold, you know, doesn't hire people. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. But it, I have noticed like it's changed the way I, guess go to restaurants order and all that like i may do a lot more online ordering even since covid but a lot more online ordering because like wait times are crazy if you want to sit in somewhere making reservations i'm i've always been for that but especially now because 
you know, it might take 45 minutes somewhere where it would usually take five. Um, but yeah, everywhere is higher right now. And it's honestly kind of crazy. I keep thinking about it because I keep driving past the IHOP in our town and they've been trying to hire people for like six months. And I keep thinking, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do, be a line cook at IHOP, you know, just a couple of days a week, pick up a night shift or something like that, make a little extra cash. Uh, but then I think I ne- would never want to do that. We gonna keep it real. Why? Why? Everywhere's hiring. Why? I mean, if places uh, gave people a living wage. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, work. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the the all these places that are trying to hire are not trying to hire somebody to be head of accounting right. or something like that. These are not six figure jobs that uh, everybody's gonna claw over each other to get to. That's the problem. You have to if if these jobs are paying more. They don't have to pay six figures necessarily, but if they were paying more, I don't think they'd have trouble hiring people. But that, then we're going to be the ones having to pay for that. We're like they're going to pass that cost directly on to us. I think that's a cop out for people that don't want to use some of their profits to actually pay people what they deserve. Oh, I'm not making an excuse for them. I'm just telling you what they're going to do to us. Oh yeah, for sure. People, like if Starbucks wants to start paying people more, then you know, get ready for eight dollar iced teas. Tony, we're gonna say something. Yeah, um, I've too noticed that everywhere I go, somebody's they're hiring. Um, but again, it's not like these, you know, crazy. Well, not crazy, but you know, more like, for example, um, my girlfriend's sister is an IT specialist, mm-hmm. and they laid her off at the beginning of the pandemic because she was the last person hired. So she's obviously like, hey, I got these degrees. I got these certificates. I should be able to work. And she just hasn't found anything comparable to what she's used to um, because they are hiring for those positions. They kind of like subsidize those positions and have people doing multiple things. But like the lower paying jobs, you know, White Castles, Chipotle, like they're wide open right now. And it's like, of course, if somebody needed a job, you know, they would do it. But it's like, why, why would I lower myself after working? So I got hard? this doctorate. Right. Yeah. To get to in order to be it's like uh, that office episode of the guy that I think the uh, the Asian guy that worked in the warehouse. He was like, I came over here with a Ph.D. in medicine and now I work at a warehouse. He was the number one surgeon back in Japan, and now he's right. stocking paper in the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, like it's the same thing. It's like, of course, people are gonna do what they have to do, but it's like super messed up that they can't do what they're qualified to do. I'm with y'all. So wait, so Tony, when you you go to Starbucks and you see that they're hiring, mm-hmm. you 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 take it upon yourself to do any podcast in the world mm-hmm. that that has a position open. So are you? going to be part-time barista too along with your 31 other podcasts there might be another podcast coming up too, too. Uh, right. be <laughs> uh, what's your what's what's in development now i can't i can't go into details just yet but you know all right another, in fact another two potential podcasts could be coming up so you know you you, you can you're only one man tony you're gonna start doing one with your girlfriend you guys gonna try to like get oh, into no. that uh uh, uh, whoa! <laughs> Yo, we're, we're recording, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Yo, I don't even do that. You gotta, <laughs> gotta bleep that out. Yo, that might be the funniest thing you've ever said, but you gotta bleep that out. <laughs> oh.
Dennis Schroeder is a solid basketball player. Yeah. And he had the opportunity to re-sign with the Los Angeles Lakers on an $84 million extension mm-hmm. that he turned down because he thought he could get $100 million on the in the free agent market. And honestly, look, you want to bet on yourself, go out there, get your money, cool. And we, we covered last week, people were getting crazy money. Yeah, as it turned out, uh, Dennis Schroeder did not get $100 million on the free agent market. He didn't get $50 million on the free agent market. He signed for a one-year deal with the Boston Celtics for $5.9 million. Um, that had to hurt. Mm. Like, that's rough. Like, you had, look, hey, we want you to come back. We love you. We love what you do. We love what you bring. Here's $84 million. Come back. Let's run it back. Nah, bro. I can get $100 million on the market. And yeah. they say, hey, man, God bless. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was that? The, I, I'm, I kind of have bits and pieces. Sorry, I haven't followed it as closely as you have. I mean, was it like, was it recently or was it like last year that he had that offer on the table? That I don't in know. The middle of last, in the middle of the season last year, he was okay. offered uh, the extension. Uh, that would have gave him, that would have made him over 20 million plus per year. Um, obviously with like some incentives and other stuff like that, but yeah, it was going to be over 20 million a, a, a season for four years. Uh, and he thought that he could get 30 on the open market, 30 per season. Was there a big market for him? Were there other teams, were there like, you know, terrible teams like the, uh, the Kings offering that his, kind of money and, or what? His stock was certainly going up, Yeah, but no team was going to value him more than the Lakers because he was yeah. working well with LeBron and how they play. Uh, LeBron always needs that secondary guy that can play make when he can't be in the game. And yeah. Dennis was that guy uh, for them. And he was, he was excellent. He was excellent in that role and they were going to pay what I, I thought was fair. I thought 84 was fair uh, for him, but he thought and his agent thought he could get 30 in the, in the open market. And that ended really quickly. It's not like that's the end of the story for him because he is 27. I mean, he's still mm-hmm. going to get a chance. We'll get one more. After this one year, he might not get that 84 million, though. Yeah, no, that might you be. have to have a heck of a year here with Boston to get that 84 million a year from now. Yeah, and it's not, it's not like super, it's not as bad as Laurie Mark. Like, I get taking the chance on yourself and betting on yourself. Like, we've seen successes with that. Jimmy Butler. Um, but we also seen some epic failures. Isaiah Thomas, uh, this Dennis Schroeder thing, just just fumbling the bag. But luckily, he's young enough to do it, where he can. He only signed for the one year. Um, but yeah, it's ugh. I'd be sick if it was me. No. Oh, I'd definitely be sick. Like to know that that was guaranteed, and now you have to grind and you never know what happens with injuries and if you're gonna have the same season and if you even if you're even a fit with this new roster that yeah. you just, all right i gotta get something like it it could be that could have been your biggest payday that you would ever have and and you fumbled that he could have got 84 million to stick around in la and uh be the guy that cleans russell westbrook's car for him if you're on the lakers starting effective immediately you work for russell westbrook that's his team now you make him sound like such a bad guy, bro. I like him. 
He's my yeah, favorite player. But you make him sound like he's like this terrible person, and he's not. You know he. You know he thinks that's his team. No. Yes. I think you have a mis a, a misguided view of Russell Westbrook, like most people do. You make him sound like he's like a terrible dude. Don't he's not do that. terrible. If he's, he's your just... favorite, if he's your play, favorite player, give him the benefit that he's not this terrible dude. But what I love about him is he walks in there and he thinks it's his team. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Jason, you know, before you get into everything's fine, I think my favorite thing about today's everything's fine is I think I know what it is before you even tell me. So I'm I'm excited. Okay. Can I guess? Can I have a guess? Yeah, if you want to spoil the whole segment, sure. (laughs) I think, listen, are you going to mention that uh, the tackle the Bears just signed that is a year, two years older than you? Because that's hilarious. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead do you want me to still do it or yes please because i think it's great i think it's hilarious all right let me start over like yeah, uh, you you could start at tackle for the bears because y'all the same age. yeah but not the same size let, okay. let me let me let me pretend like uh like we never had, had this little sidebar and uh we're just coming off talking about the lakers okay. and here we go three two russ speaking of great teams Things are going just fine for the Bears in training camp mm-hmm. with just a, just a couple of exceptions that I wanted uh-huh. to, to mention really quick. Uh, they signed a 39-year-old out of quasi-retirement to play left tackle. Uh, Matt Nagy refuses to hold a legitimate competition at quarterback. And $70 million pass rusher Robert Quinn is injured again. So other than that, other than um, – Significant concerns at the three most important places on any football roster. Everything's fine. Hey, man. I saw Justin Fields ball out. Everything's fine. Man. Yeah, I hope you liked it because uh, they're not going to be letting you have any of that fun once the regular season starts, according to Matt Nagy. Is Matt Nagy going to be Mark Jackson? Is some other coach going to come in here and see Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, Justin Fields, Cole Komet, and do something with it? I'm scared he might be because I, I feel like he has so many good co- coaching qualities, but I feel like the Trubisky situation scared him. And now he doesn't want to put, get, put too much on Justin Fields too early. And I, I, that's fair. But at the same time, if he's better than the guy that you brought in and wasted money on and, and you know, that's no disrespect to Andy Dalton, but sorry, I, I, I'm good. Like I want to see the Ferrari unleashed. Mm. I uh, I hope not. I I hope not. Cause I I like Matt Nagy. He's likable. Like he's, he yeah, he's likable. He seems like a good guy. I hope that this can work out for him, where he finally got his guy and it ended up working out. But I mean, if somebody had to go in order to make this work, it's not going to be Justin Fields or Ryan Pace. It's not going to be Ryan Pace when the person who decides whether Ryan Pace is doing a good job or not is Ryan Pace. Today, we missed a ton of things, man. Did we? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about them. So first, I'll read the news. Again, we have a news service that gets us this every day. Uh, the Jaguars have cut Tim Tebow. 
a tight end. And that looks like that'll probably be the end for him at 34. And he finishes with $10 million in NFL earnings, just contract earnings. I'm sure he's made a lot of money outside of that. But his exit means that just one of the 13 quarterbacks drafted in 2010 is still in the NFL. Do you know who it is? Wait, what year? 2010. 2010. So that was Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. Man. I'm, I'm assuming it's a backup. Colt McCoy of the Cardinals, you are correct. 30 oh. starts in 11 years. He's hung on. So not a great quarterback class. Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow, Jimmy Clausen, Mike Kafka, who's now a coach, John Skelton, Jonathan Crompton, Rusty Smith, Bears sixth-round pick, Dan LaFever, Tony Pike, Levi Brown, Sean Canfield, and Zach Robinson. The entirety of that quarterback class, zero Pro Bowls. Yikes. Yuck. Want some more news? Yes, please. Speaking of the NFL, uh, they've had it with all this taunting. Don't be so mean, guys. Mm. Break your body for every inch of grass against people who would break you in half if they could, and then walk back to the huddle as though you're returning a library book. Why is taunting such a problem? Who even cares? What's, what's the point of flagging that? The no fun league. I'm telling you, man. If you're doing something that hurts people, I mean, I guess we got to consider that it could hurt people's feelings. Taunting could. Well, but, but who cares about taunting, man? Well, I guess they're thinking like taunting could lead Don't to Don't say fighting. it because the kids. Don't say it's for the kids, Tony. I think it's just the fighting aspect. It's like you're already in this hyper adrenaline induced state. Anything can really set you off. You already have to be angry to play the game. And if somebody's doing something extra in your face, it may result in a rage-filled fight. And you don't really think about the consequences or anything. Like, uh, I guess the whole the whole thing is they want to get rid of Tyreek's peace sign in your face, uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, um, yeah, he got it, it happened, in the Super Bowl, didn't he? Yeah, it happened in the Super Somebody Bowl. Somebody did it back to him, one of the Buccaneers right, players. Yeah, they found him and did it back to him. I didn't have a problem with it. I was fine. But, yeah, but I think maybe that's the thinking of it. I don't even think they're thinking about the kids. I think it's just they don't want malice at the palace, the football version. Let's do our weekly check-in on the NFL and vaccines, Russ. It's, these right. are usually uh, quite entertaining. We've had in the past, we've had Tony uh, – Read a passage from Cole Beasley's smash hit single, Heavy Ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony's favorite coach, or one of his favorite coaches, Ron Rivera, had some very colorful thoughts on misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine. And now, Tony Gill reads. Hi, guys. Oh, I almost missed out, man. Tony Gill with glasses. is definitely- You just left the room to go get your glasses for this. You can read without glasses. I know that. Well, I mean... Look, you wait, do this to look like an intellectual so that you'll look like a college you, professor on a podcast, Tony. I had to get Tony Gill with glasses. It's a completely different person, Jason. Mm. Man, jeez. That close to the line, man. That close. All right. I'm going to throw a Pepsi soon so y'all can fight. <laughs> Lob it over the top and see yeah. what happens. Uh, can we do that? Let's do that. Let's do a show field trip where we just go to a baseball game and just kind of wander <laughs> past people and just lob a Pepsi into the middle of things. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like that Boondocks episode. Boondocks episode. Like, yep, I thought about throwing a chair. A chair is thrown. Yep. Automatic fight start. All right, guys. Here we go. Ron Rivera to Sports Illustrated. 
You've got some, quite frankly. Whoa, that's a harsh word right there. Tony, do you not read these before? Do you not read these before? Like, no. I send you these that, in yeah, advance. I think that was rhetorical. And I think the answer is no. Like, it's the, the littlest thing to ask of you to just, like, glance over these before you read them. Peruse. Just peruse. All right, try again, please. Okay. You've got some, quite frankly, that are putting a bunch of misinformation out there, leading people to die. That's frustrating to me that these people are allowed to have a platform. And then one specific news agency, every time they have someone on, they say, I'm not a doctor, but the vaccines don't work. Or I'm not a epidemiologist, but vaccines are going to give you a third nipple and make you sterile. Come on. To me, that should not be allowed. This has been a combination of two of our regular segments, reading with Tony Gill and the NFL and vaccines. Russ, over to baseball. The Field of Dreams game was a big hit. It was. Mostly because they got a really great game. But it was also, it was the highest viewed game since 2005. And I got good news for you, man. I know how much you love Field of Dreams and talking about Field of Dreams and your Twitter being flooded by Field of Dreams. You get to go next year, buddy. Cubs and Reds, Field of Dreams, 2022. Ooh, yeah, great. No, 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 no. Okay, so I can tell you don't understand. Uh, the field butts up against a cornfield. No, I saw. Okay. It's it's based on this movie that came out, like, before you were born. Awesome. How, how is this helping with young people? I mean, it's great that they got the ratings. But I, what baseball needs to do is draw in young people. How is, drawing, how is uh, mimicking and recreating this movie from 1989 going to – drawing young people. And by the way, like great that you did it once, but I don't know that this is going to be so interesting to be an every year thing, like the way those outdoor games are in hockey. Right. I, and I, and I, I was talking about my dad actually um, the other day, like, I think. Was your dad into it? Your dad is the right age to be into that. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, I think it was great. Baseball got it right. They had a great game that held people to the end. You had the dramatic Tim Anderson walk off Homer. It was awesome. But I don't know if you're going to get that next year. And I think what's happened with uh, the NHL with the winter classic that started out as an every year thing between two teams. Now they have like 15 different venues and sometimes it's hot, you know, you got ice melting and stuff. Yes. So I, and I'm afraid that that will happen with baseball. Like it'll lose the novelty if you do it every year. So I don't know, you know, for me personally, I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. But I, you know, we'll see. There's, there's, Definitely Tim Anderson hadn't seen the movie, didn't care to see it. And I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of the players on the team had no idea about the movie or like what it was. I had no idea what it was. But I don't know. I guess it was it's cool. Different. It's I different. It's cool, different. It's like it, it felt visually, it looked like pickup baseball, which is cool. Like if you if they wanted to do continue to do a thing, how about next time you do like a sandlot theme? Yes, that's right. Right. They had James Jones in it. Like backyard baseball with professionals. Right. See, that, yeah. That's where that's where you might draw young people is set one of these up on the beach or set one of these up like on the back bay in Boston yeah. or something like that. Like there's some cool ideas you could do here. But I think pandering by going back to a movie from the 80s mm-hmm. isn't going to bring in young people, which is the thing that baseball desperately needs. Also, um, I don't know if you guys had the same uh, thought, but when they saw the promotional pictures and videos of uh, the black and brown players, uh, in the field, it was like, 
yikes i was like whoa uh i don't know if they intended it to be that way but it felt a little slavey for me looking at it i can assure you they did not intend it to be that way tony okay Plus, you look like you both want to say something and absolutely do not want to say something. I just want you to get to your weird animal thing so we can end. You don't know that that's going to be part of it. And finally, Russ, a family in Utah took their son to see an alligator in a tank for his birthday. You can do a lot of things for your kids for their birthday. You can get a bounce house. You can hire a clown. Uh, This family in Utah took their kid to see an alligator and got a very unfortunate surprise. I don't know if you guys have seen the video on this. It is shocking. Uh, But the moment that the handler entered the alligator's habitat, it clamped down on her hand and started doing its death roll. You hear a mom screaming at kids in the background to go, 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 go look at the snakes, go look at the snakes. Just like go do anything else. Don't be around for this. Uh, You have the trainer yelling. We got trouble in here. We got trouble in here. One of the uh, men that was part of this birthday party dives in there and jumps on the alligator's back to at least stop it from doing its death roll. And eventually they get this trainer's hand out from the alligator's jaw. And like, unbelievably to me, at least like she kept her hand and everything. Like it's just some minor damage, quote unquote, if it's possible to have a minor injury from an alligator biting your hand, uh, a tendon injury and a bone chip. Uh, The trainer said it was not the alligator's fault. Duh. And she didn't want people to think that this alligator was quote, a mindless killing machine. Uh, even though, you know, that's what it is. That's what God created it to do is to attack and eat things in the wild instead of, you know, uh, being captured and taken to Utah for you to show to children for profit. And that's the news. I uh, Every day when we get to the end of the pod, I have this moment where I have to like take in everything that I've heard. And today we just had an, a, an assortment of things that I think made for good content. And yeah. If there was the award for amazing moment of, of the pod that I, we could give away, I'm going to give it to you, Jason, because your random out- The alligator thing? No, no, not for that. But your random outburst- For Jack that, Haley talk. No, 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 not that either. We have to, we have to redact what you said, and I think Tony's going to put a bleep over it. But it was hilarious, and it made me cry. And anything that makes me cry with laughter is an amazing occurrence. So I want to say thank you for that. Well, I'm glad I could give you that gift. And uh, unfortunately, that does not work well in this medium because the audience will never know what I said. It's all good. It's all good. But you know what they will know is they will know that we have shirts available at Obvious Shirts. Get 10% off free shipping. Uh, a lot of cool stuff over there. Help out us. Help out Joe. Been a dope sponsor of this podcast and uh, has helped us keep lights on and pay Tony for his nonsense. Uh, for me, Russ Dorsey, my man Jason Leisure, Tony Gill, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports with Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports with Jason on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much Jason. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. 
Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.